0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So, we will start tonight by going to Chicago. Mark, you've got the story. What are they doing to finally, finally seal everything? And end this war on drugs forever. You
1: know, it's, it's,
0: a real, it's a stroke of genius, as a matter of fact. Finally,
1: somebody comes up with a bright idea on how to win the war on drugs, and it's Chicago. Okay, from the Chicago Sun-Times. <clears throat> Tiny plastic bags used to sell small quantities of heroin, crack cocaine, marijuana, and other drugs will be banned in Chicago under a crackdown <laughs> advanced Tuesday by a city council
0: committee. so you know it's not it's not the drugs in the bags it's the little bags well that's the secret see if you ban the bags then the drug dealers won't have anything to put the drugs in we know we can we can't stop drugs from coming into the country but if we just ban the plastic bags (laughs) then that will solve the entire problem (laughs) there you go the entire city is going to be cleaned up overnight right alderman robert
1: ferretti (laughs) Uh, second, I guess that's the second district, I don't know, persuaded the um, the health committee to ban possession of self-sealing plastic bags under two inches in either height.
0: Self-sealing? Yeah, they have to be Ziploc bags. Oh, when you say self-sealing, it makes it sound like the bag itself is magically uh, closing itself. Um, Not the rest of us. Gotcha.
1: It's two inches in either height or width. After picking up 15 of the bags in a recent Sunday. Wait,
0: wait, so smaller than two inches
1: is what's going to be banned? In either height or width. Got it. So if it's two inches, you know, less you know, inch and a half by an inch and a half, then it's really busting the band. But uh, you could have a band, you could have a bag that was a foot long, but only an inch and a half wide, and it's banned. Banned, okay. It, or it could be, uh, you know, inch and a half uh, deep and or a right. foot wide.
0: But if I've got a three by three bag, then I'm okay. You're good to go. Baby. <laughs> good to go. <laughs> this is the- this is the most idiotic. <laughs> story uh that right. i've ever heard of in regards to the war on drugs so
1: what they're going to do is um some enterprising soul is going to sell two and a quarter inch by two and a quarter inch bags yep
0: <laughs> all right so do they what do they think that if they uh, <laughs> do they think that if they you know they, they they ban these bags that the drug dealers are just scraping by so much that they won't be able to spend the extra tenth of a penny to buy the uh, the three-inch bags? Well, or maybe they'll go whole hog and buy themselves a full-size sandwich bag or something like
1: that. The fact is that uh, it, it doesn't pr- cost any more uh, as far as the bag goes. You know, is all you're going to have there is... Uh, then people are going to start buying the three-inch bags. Then, then uh, you know, you're going to be right back where you started from. It's, it's ludicrous. Yeah, it's a, this is absurd. So, anyway, um, the alder, the good alderman... But I want to hear what they
0: have to say for themselves.
1: Yeah, the, the good alderman was taking a... Uh, a stroll through the West, uh, an afternoon stroll through the West Side Park and picked up 15 bags on a recent Sunday afternoon. Doesn't sound like West Side Park is a particularly nice place to be, by the no. way. But, um, it, you know, there you go. Lieutenant Kevin Navarro, commanding officer of the Chicago Police Department's narcotics and Gang Unit, said the ordinance will be an important tool to go after grocery stores, health food stores, and other businesses. Oh, the bags are used by the thousands to sell small quantities of drugs at $10 or $20 a bag. <laughs> It's dumb. Navarro referred to the plastic bags as Marketing 101 for the drug dealers.
0: That's right. We need to put grocery store owners in jail over the war on drugs now.
1: Um, many of them have symbols allowing drug users to ask for Superman, Blue Dolphin, instead of drug itself, he said. Prior to the final vote, Alderman Walter uh, Burnett expressed comment, uh, a concern about arresting innocent people. He noted that the extra buttons that come with uh, suits shirts and blouses and jewelry that's been repaired come in similar plastic bags and they do I've got mm. some buttons right now for a jacket of mine that I saw today in the little plastic bag and I said oh that would be banned
0: yeah you bought buttons did you yeah. we all know there was a ate the heroin in there, there you go
1: Burnett was uh, reassured by language that states one reason. Um, one here you go, here you go, Ian. You're gonna love this one. Okay. One reasonably should know that such items will be or are being used to package, transfer, deliver, or store a controlled substance. Well, one of course,
0: everyone knows that, don't
1: they? <laughs> Violators don't they would be punished by a fifteen hundred dollar fine. Hmm. And of course, the, the, of course, the good aldermen are going to be, uh, uh, you know, the, the the police that are doing uh, doing the aldermen's work here. They're going to be reasonable in, uh, you know, they wouldn't go after somebody's suit buttons now, would they? Just because they happened to find a bag, a little bag that was one and a half inch by one and a half inch with some suit buttons in it, they'd, they 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 wouldn't arrest somebody for that now, would they? And give knows, them A fifteen hundred dollar fine.
0: I I would be shocked if they would do something like that. You would
1: think well, they if they want you. For some reason, you mouthed off yeah, well, or something true. like that. They didn't. They didn't like the look. They didn't like the way your hair was parted. Whatever it was, targe- you can believe they're going to go after you for a suit button bag.
0: But they're targeting store owners here. Is what they're doing. They're targeting the grocery, the grocers, and the people that are selling. Whoever it is that's selling the bulk bags, mm-hmm. that's who they're going to go after. I would bet.
1: Well, yeah, but you know that uh, they've got this fine in place now, so they can just go after whomever is this convenient. Is true. That's true. So I i I will see how far they take it. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Health Committee Chairman Ed Smith, uh, 28th, whatever the hell that is, said the ban was part of a uh, desperate attempt to stop what he called the most destructive force in Chicago neighborhoods. We need to use every measure that we possibly can to stop it because it is destroying our kids. They can (laughs) can try to put them over their mouths and and they can inhale (laughs) the whole bag and choke. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's dumb. Okay, (laughs) so... My wife, uh, you know, she's a bit of a health food gal. She likes the yeah. uh she likes the uh, the herbal remedies for things. I, I get I I have so many pills foisted on me in a given day, I can't tell you. Okay. Some of them most of them I consider to be complete voodoo. But there are ones that I I I've noticed a, a difference in myself from taking. No doubt. But um she has a bag, that, these little bags. She has these little bags that she gets them from work. They have Evolution Chiropractic written on them. Hmm. And she puts little pills in there and sends them off with me. Sometimes I take them, sometimes I don't. It's mm-hmm. much more likely I'll take them if she's around. But, you know, there, there you go. She, she would be violating the rules, and she's a Chicagoan.
0: So well, Apparently the chiropractic office would also be violating the rules as well. Yeah, we lock up the
1: chiropractor. God knows he's 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 contributing to the the biggest problem Chicago
0: neighborhoods have ever seen. So there is a probe. There's this is has this passed or is this pr- uh, proposed? I believe this is proposed, but they are on board. Pass. I I mean, they're this is, on board. This, this is for this the one. same city that banned fag bra.
1: Persuaded the health committee to ban possession. So it has
0: been banned. Yes. Okay, this is the same city that banned foie gras. I mean, these people are out of their minds. This is the same place that uh, I think they wanted to ban box stores from coming in. Because they just don't want people to be able to buy things cheap yeah I guess yeah. and uh, it's just just one asinine law after the other and you would think that if they were really wanting to target the drug dealers they would be targeting the people selling bulk bags but no it's if you possess one bag then you're in violation of this uh, new statute
1: from what I can tell um, you know if, if, if one of the aldermen is listening to the show and uh, says and there's in fact a, a bag number that one has to be in possession mm-hmm. of but according to what i've read here the bags themselves are contraband that's it fifteen hundred dollar fine one little one and a half by one and a half inch bag
0: all this is going to do is increase the trash i mean if they found 15 two by two inch bags on the floor the ground in the park they're now now they're going to find 15 three by three inch. right bags. this is this is what baffles me about it is do they really think that it's
1: going to even slow things down. I think that the bags, I would guess, I haven't measured the bags that my wife has, but I'm certain they're about two inches by three inches. Okay. Now, she's got the big, these are heavy-duty bags. They've got the printing on them. Yeah. The chiropractor didn't skimp at all. Um, he, he got the good stuff. Are you telling me that they're not going to come up with these bags, these particular bags that, uh,
0: that that she uses? I don't know even where you go to get these bags. I mean, if you're a drug dealer... Where do you go to buy those things? The head shop? I would assume you know
1: wherever where I would assume health food stores have them um and you know and and drug dealers can get these things, you sure, know? Sure. I don't know where you get I them. I go but, to
0: eBay. I'm sure they're on eBay.
1: Well, but no drug dealer goes to eBay. Well, how do you know that? It doesn't seem likely to me. Now, the the uh the, the stereotype image I have in my mind um and it, I, I just don't believe the drug dealers are going to eBay. But I can tell you one thing about my stereotypes. The uh, the story last night about the the kid with a mohawk. One of our friends uh, busted up my stereotype. Apparently he had a mohawk when he was uh, five years old and went to kindergarten.
0: 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind here. That's the sickle CAI toll-free line. It doesn't get any more asinine than that. They are really out of ideas as far as winning this war on drugs thing. You can bring up anything. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And, Mark, that, by the way, is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download it for free right there on the front page of the website. Enjoy on us at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festivals, better known as Porkfest. June 9th through the 15th at Porkfest, you'll be able to learn how Free State Project early movers are already making a difference and see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. So we just finished this story out of, uh, out of Chicago. Where apparently the health board apparently the health board can just go ahead and make its own law in Chicago uh the health Board has decided to outlaw the little teeny baggies that you might have seen i don't know if you've never if you've never bought heroin or uh, cocaine or whatever it is that comes in those baggies, I myself have never purchased a drug uh, that has come in one of these baggies, but I am aware of them uh if you've seen them the movies you've probably seen these little baggies before yeah, they're just little ziploc baggies. Yeah and so they they have said that this is going to solve the problem yeah that it's, banning poppycock baggies is going to stop people from what selling drugs buying drugs are you you've got to be kidding me that anybody that anybody could possibly consider this even an an option that will have any effect whatsoever well, is bewildering to me how Lieutenant, someone could delude themselves that Lieutenant way.
1: Lieutenant Kevin um, Navarro, commanding officer of the Chicago Police Department's Narcotic and Gang Unit, said the ordinance will be an important tool to go after grocery stores, health food stores, and
0: other businesses. Right here. He says so. Well, yeah, you're going to bust grocery stores for selling baggies, but that's not going to stop people from buying and selling drugs. See, here's what I don't understand. I mean, first off, what? obviously they're not going to give anybody
1: an opportunity to uh, to divest themselves of these bags. They're not going to say, uh, you know, in 30 days, bags that are less than two inches in either height or width will be banned. Yeah, so they just So all they're going them. to do is take law-abiding citizens that are selling bags for God knows what reason. Turn them uh, into criminals. They're going to turn them into criminals, give them them these $1,500 fines, then those people are going to say, whoa, I'm not selling that crap anymore. Then they're going to see what the law says, or they're going to hear what the law says, and they're going to start selling bags that are three inches by three inches. And then they can pass a law outlawing those. And then pretty soon, there won't be any baggies. You can't put your sandwich in anything. <laughs>
0: No more gallon size bags either because you got to put the you know the big drugs have to go in something bigger too so we should uh, ban that as well while we're at it I I, I just don't I can't imagine what If you ban the gallon size, uh, size bags then no one can sell marijuana anymore cuz a lot of that comes in in, in baggies too yeah I mean
1: you know if you I know that heroin and um crack may come in smaller quantities and I guess they may use the little bags i I myself have never seen drugs come in these little bags either. I haven't bought a lot of drugs I guess uh, it's been a long time since i uh, would have seen any bags like that, but
0: you know I,
1: don't, I' the marijuana comes in larger bags. what
0: are they gonna do about that sometimes uh marijuana for instance comes in bales. And it's wrapped in various different su- uh, substances. Like v- a ban twine. Well, I'm thinking maybe if you ban the various wrapping substances like uh, garbage bags. Uh, what else do they use? sometimes? They put peanut butter on the inside, so you have like a, a garbage bag, and then on the inside there'll be a bunch of peanut butter inside there, and then there'll <laughs> be another there'll be another layer of like uh, saran wrap kind of wrapped around. I mean, they put all kinds of layers. So if they ban saran wrap, and then they ban peanut butter, and they ban uh, garbage bags then they'll just have to be carrying the bricks themselves, and that'll make it so they smell um, more well, and make them easier to catch.
1: When they when they set the drugs down, they either set them on a table or something that's on the ground. So if we ban the ground, then we'll be better off.
0: You know, we should also ba- uh, ban postal scales, Mark, because scales are very important to drug dealers. If you can't measure out the drugs, you won't know how much you're selling. You're going to have to use the eyeball method, and that's not a good way to do business. So if we ban all postal scales then drug dealers will no longer be able to actually measure their wares. Of course, anybody that wants to send something via eBay won't, won't be able to measure their packages either. Uh, but that's okay. Sometimes we have to make sacrifices to help our friends and family members, to help keep them off drugs.
1: You know, and the other thing about this is um, they're not actually banning all the bags, just bags that one would reasonably assume don't contain such items as, uh, you know, suit Uh, uh, suit buttons or uh, things for blouses and shirts, stuff like the jewelry that's been repaired, these kind of things. One has to be, the the cop's going to be reasonable in uh, assuming this, I assume.
0: I thought they said earlier that everybody knows that these bags are used for drugs.
1: Well, they know that those bags. They, you know, they they know which bags are being used for drugs. Now, I think I think honestly, um, you know, the gentleman that walked through the uh, West Side Park here, uh, Robert Ferretti, and found fifteen such bags on a recent Sunday afternoon in a stroll through West Side Park. Mm-hmm. I think that guy's right. I think that there were probably drugs in those fifteen bags, and I those think are they good. are selling drugs in those little bags. No doubt about it. But uh, the problem here is. You know, you would you would assume that somebody who's using these drugs to treat themselves medically would reasonably not be charged by a cop, but you know he will. You know that person will. These cops, they are not, they, they don't think, they're not, they don't use their brains, Um, and when they do, they get in trouble. Yeah, they'll just see the bags, and that'll be it, that, that, the bag, and that's it. I mean, are they going to go after Taylor's?
0: Oh, the people with uh, suits and that yeah, really?
1: cops. Are they going to go in there? Seems they're unlikely. selling the little bags, right?
0: I, I have to say that seems like a stretch because those people will be out outraged by it. Why uh,
1: aren't the the health food stores outraged? I carry my vitamins around on a uh, at least several times a week in a little bag, very similar to these that they're describing.
0: One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you want to chime in on this one, also in the world of asinine news, uh, this one from San Carlos. The Examiner, examiner examiner.com, reporting that a man who claims to have reduced his waste to nearly nothing out of concern for the environment now faces a lawsuit from San Carlos for canceling his garbage collection service. Eddie House, who's 53, says he was shocked when he was served with a lawsuit Sunday at his Cedar Street home. The lawsuit filed by the deputy city attorney uh, seeks a permanent injunction forcing House to maintain garbage service. City officials are also seeking to recoup from House the costs of the lawsuit. The lawsuit claims House broke the city's municipal code requiring all residential, commercial, and industrial properties to contract with Allied Waste for pickup at least once a week, a standard requirement in most cities, according to the City uh manager well here's my here's what i understand
1: did he cancel did he can actually cancel his service or did he stop putting trash out or um like is he in trouble for not putting trash out or is he in trouble for um not paying essentially
0: it says here that he it says he canceled his service it says the house stopped his service with allied waste about a year ago after realizing his garbage cans were nearly always empty he says it's just me and my dog, so I don't have a whole lot of garbage to begin with, and I recycle everything, he says. You think
1: he acts like such a pious individual, but he's keeping that dog prisoner there. That <laughs> dog would rather run free in the fields, and he's holding it prisoner, evil
0: animal abuser. House recycles paper, uh, paper, metal, plastics, regularly hauling them in his pickup truck to a recycling center and collecting the refund, he said. A little backyard waste he generates is grounds. He gets a refund for the metal. He doesn't get any refund for the paper or the plastic. Now, there might be some subsidized thing. Who knows? Uh, it's California, Mark. Yeah, Anything goes Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 800-259-9231. More about this guy and the fact that uh, in some places it's mandatory that you do business with certain organizations. In this case, the garbage collectors. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. Chime in here. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. CAI toll-free line, Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. So enjoy those, including the wiki, over 1,500 pages, created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive, wiki.freetalklive.com.
1: You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended cleanse. Go to FTLDiscount.com, read some real testimonials, and find out how to order. That's FTLDiscount.com.
0: So we uh, continue the story here from San Carlos in California, where a man has been sued by the city because he canceled his garbage collection service. Scufflaw. Now, according to uh, city law, or city statutes, ordinance, the code, uh, they claim he broke it because the code requires all commercial, residential, and industrial properties to contract with allied waste for pickup at least once a week. Isn't that interesting, Mark? I didn't know that pieces of land could contract. Hmm. Huh. Isn't that... That's almost magical that a plot of land can enter into an agreement with a company. Well, apparently in the world of uh, legal land it all is uh, is okay, and so they're saying that because his plot of land no longer is contracting with the garbage company, they are going to sue him. And they're going to sue him to get him to hook up the service again and pay for whatever the costs were that the city incurred by bringing him into court, which can't be much because it's their court. That's fair. Well, they'll, they'll just they'll make up a number.
1: It's it's not how much more they incurred. They'll just charge them for the time that they would have you know paid for on their own.
0: Here's what he does though. He recycles paper, metal, and plastics regularly, hauling them to the recycling center. And what little backyard waste he generates is ground into powder by his wood chipper. And uh, food scraps are either pulverized by his garbage disposal or eaten by his dog. House's larger items are either sold or given to people on Craigslist. He said. He says, I don't understand a city ordinance that requires you to fill up a can. That's downright foolishness, he said.
1: Well, it's welcome to legal land.
0: Well, I don't know if the ordinance requires you fill up the can, but it does require that you have their service.
1: You know, the garbage company wouldn't care if it never had to stop at your house. Right. They just want you to pay for it.
0: Murrah said that House's lack of garbage service was brought to the attention of city officials after neighbors complained that House was causing foul smells by burning his garbage. Mm. He acknowledges that the fire department was called to his house several times, but says that each time he was simply burning firewood. House has made ongoing complaints to city officials over the apartment building next door, which he claims was built too close to his home and generates litter and parking problems. There you
1: go. He's, you know, he created he created problems and called in the cops and all that other stuff. And, and Bad he, karma came around to bite him, made huh? him Made himself some enemies in, inside the neighbor neighborhood, and then, the, of course, the people inside the neighborhood decided they didn't like him because he was causing
0: problems, and there you go. He said that Sorry. He, he fears being sued by the city's retribution for being a sore thumb. But the city bureaucrat denied the action was personal. He said that, uh, oh, we don't go out looking for these things. They this...
1: didn't have to go out look. looking. Someone complained. Why did they
0: complain? Because he complained on them. When the city does take code enforcement action, it's usually something that's brought to our attention by neighbors. And I'd like to just interject here that it is all personal. When you're telling someone they have to do something right. you with you their call property. It personal or whatever you want to call it, it's their, it, it's their life you're messing with. Right. And I'm sorry, but that is personal. It's certainly not business. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 So, yes, this guy is not perfect. Uh, he's, an, he's a busybody too. And so, if you want to look at it that way, he's getting what goes around comes around. But at the same time, I don't think he's doing anything wrong in this particular case. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your own business when it comes to trash uh, reduction or when it comes to handling your, your garbage situation. No. In fact, just so you know, here in lovely Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show from, there is no city requirement that you have garbage service. There's no monopoly garbage collector out there. There are different organizations, different at least five different companies around here that will come and pick up your garbage for you. Or, if you don't hire any of those companies, no one's going to come. So then you better pack it in the back of your uh, pickup truck or whatever and take it out to the dump yourself. Well, your previous
1: renters just dropped it off in in In
0: the the back room. room. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was nice because we got to clean that up. But anyway, my point here is that we don't need the government to tell us all how to get rid of our garbage. We don't need this one-size-fits-all government solution to say you must have garbage service from this company. They don't even have to tell you you have to have garbage service here in New Hampshire where we live we managed to get it done all by ourselves why is that well because we most of us at least don't want garbage sitting on our property and we're willing to pay someone in my case it's i think i pay 27 bucks a month 27 bucks a month to have that, that someone sounds, pick
1: up my garbage it sounds like a little more than what i paid in uh, Sarasota but i can understand why that's so because you know when you have a company that does all of it they they're driving trucks all over the place but still I'd rather have the
0: choice. Oh, and I can tell you this, that I know that I never had to put up some of the stuff out in my uh, garbage cans that you have, Mark, but I remember you told me stories back in Sarasota about how they were very, very picky about what you could throw away. Constantly. How you could throw it away. You had to wrap it, it had this to be a certain length. Bail and... it here and throw it there and put it And some it out.
1: of the things they just wouldn't take. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with an old paint can? Well, they, won't ta- they the garbage guys won't take it. They're going back to the dump, but you have to take it there on one specific day a month that they have <laughs> for, for, you know, poison day or something like that. What do you do with an old computer? They won't take that thing either.
0: Are you serious? No. Well, anyway. If you have an old
1: computer, you better put it on Craigslist or something like that.
0: This, uh, this Up here, I've never had an issue. They've taken week after week, whatever it is I've thrown out, week after week, no complaints. I don't even use a garbage can. I use those totes. Yeah, the the little Tupperware thing. Yeah, little lockable totes, you know, where they got the little locks on the side. That way, beasties can't get into them. Works a lot better than a garbage can. It's well, not
1: as top heavy. Yeah, not as top heavy is what I would say. The advantage to that thing.
0: Yeah, you is. can't knock it over, and the beasties can't get into it. So they they never complained about that. Boy, if if that were down south, oh, they'd be complaining. This is an unapproved garbage container. can. Yep, unapproved container. This is illegal. We're going to fine you every single day until you finally get the correct can.
1: You know, one of the biggest problems I had with the garbage men uh, down in Florida is it's almost impossible to throw away a garbage can. When a garbage can gets yeah, old yeah. and <laughs> beaten up and you just don't know what to do with it anymore, you can't get rid of it. They won't take the damn thing. You put it out there. I put a note on it one time. Take me. And, 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 please, they win. <laughs> there, there it was again, like an old albatross just waiting for me. I can't, you can't throw away a garbage can.
0: That's a good point. Let's uh, go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything and talk to Daniel in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with the Inamark. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind?
2: Um, I remember you guys were talking about the plastic baggies. Yes, sir. Yeah, you were talking about they were being banned. Where where are they exactly being banned? Chicago. Chicago. Chicago?
1: Yes. City well, of
2: that's not really gonna do us any good, I think, because what about everything else everywhere? What about the most, like, drug in New York? What about all well, those things? How, how it wouldn't matter if everything? it were
0: a federal ban. It won't do any good because it's not going to stop anything. Then you've made baggies an underground product, and uh, the, the black market will have to distribute baggies now.
3: Even if we didn't have baggies,
2: though, there in the 80s and everything like that, there were a lot more things that people used to use, like tinfoil and, yeah. and yeah. other things like that.
1: Rip off a piece what, of an envelope, what, saran wrap.
2: Yeah, things like that, what's going to make them stop from using the insulin from a cigarette pack,
3: even.
0: Yep. Yeah, not a damn thing will make them stop. And and that's why this, this is just so asinine. And the idea that this is going to, in any way, in any way, put a dent in the drug trade is completely absurd. And thank you for the call tonight, Daniel. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Jeff in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jeff.
4: Uh Yeah, hey, guys. How's it going? What's hey, on good, Jeff. Yeah, hey, I just want to... Uh, let you guys know. I came across something. I tell you, it's really interesting. Uh, And and the reason it's so good is because it's all in the government's own documents. Uh, At the university, I came across a book. And the book is rather an older book. It's called American Police State. And then it says, The Government Against the People. And it's by David Wise uh, from 1976. Oh, wow. And uh, I've never, you know, Read anything quite like it. Uh, chapter 13 says uh, restoring the balance. And was he making you, the
0: argument that it was a police state back in the 70s?
4: Well, I tell you, if you read Chapter 13 in this book by David Weiss, it's W-I-S-E. I tell you guys, uh, it's.
0: Why don't it's, you give us the executive summary in a moment? Hang on, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, 259 And your call's coming up. Bring up anything, and this is Free Talk Live. <laughs> Free Talk Live is your show. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us. Head over to the store. Go to store.freetalklive.com and grab some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. Good quality stuff including hoodies and T-shirts and hats in a variety of colors and options. Uh, You'll find it all and more at store.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to your phone calls, talk to Jeff in Nevada. You're telling us about a book you came across written in the 70s called The American Police State. And uh, you were were highlighting one particular chapter, and I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get out. uh, Give us the executive summary of why you thought this was so outstanding, Jeff.
4: Well, I tell you, I, I've done a lot of research on the government, and I think it's one of the best descriptions um, of the intelligence community, and I th- I actually, I think the House and Senate Intelligence Committees in Congress should be faxed a copy of Chapter 13, Restoring the Ballots, because, I mean, this is all in the government's own documents, and again, it, the book was written by David Weiss, WISC, from 1976, and... I tell you, just a paragraph, I mean, I can't even put in the words, uh, you know, there's the, par- the chapters, you know, it's not that long, but it's, it's got enough information in it, but it, it says, for for some four decades, a period roughly spanning seven administrations, the government's intelligence and police agencies have broken the law and violated the Constitution. They have done so secretly and out of view of the governed, often under cover of the darkness at midnight that's just uh... one of the paragraphs but i mean i can't even put in the words um, everything that this is talking about so here. it's
1: mostly an indictment uh, against like the cia and uh, nsa and and the sort of intelligence agencies
4: right it says you know like you know it further says you know the government through its intelligence agencies created a system of institutionalized law-breaking and I mean,
0: it, it sounds like goes it goes on to something because I'm just looking at a story here. Uh, the FBI is now confirming that they have violated uh, more privacy, uh, according to the AP. We can touch on this uh, in a little bit. But it sounds to me like it was more hidden back in the 70s, and now they're just doing it right out in the open, right, and they're and admitting it, to it.
4: Right. It further says the police and intelligence agencies have been misused by presidents, or whether the agencies are out of control themselves engage in abuse of power? And, of course, he goes on to say the answer in this case is both. Uh, so in any event, also let me just add that, uh, I want everybody to do a Google search and type in Renegade Movement for my
0: political blog. All right, there's enough plugs for tonight. Thanks, Jeff, for the call. 800-259-9231. That's Renegade Movement. Oh, God, stop it.
1: <laughs> You're
0: supposed to be selling advertisements, not giving people free plugs. DJ Blaze tickles the crap out of me. I'm sorry. That's his uh that's his I guess pseudonym. Right? This is DJ n- Blaze.
1: Nom de plume.
0: Uh, all right. So, yes, continuing with your calls, we'll talk maybe about the FBI privacy violation thing here in a moment since uh it's related. But first, we go to Mo in Oregon. Mo, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
5: Thank you very much indeed for taking my call. And your beautiful programming is always the best uh, in GCN. Uh, I would like to talk about this uh, gentleman. Lance Briggs was a month into his new job at Oregon Lottery when a sheriff deputy stopped him for a speeding then arrested him for allegedly driving under influence, and after so uh, uh, tested, raised suspicions. Uh, Briggs wasn't intoxicated. It turned out he, he was below zero on the breath test at the Paul County Jail in Oregon. And a urine sample uh, sent out that night, came back negative for drugs. Okay. Uh, officials never filed charges against him. None of those d- the details matter. Two weeks later, the lottery, uh, 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 they fired him from his job. Hmm. Uh, Oregon lottery, they fired him from his job. Though he, has, uh, he had not been charged with a crime. Let uh, alone a, a convicted agency official said Briggs was required to notify them about the fact of his arrest. The years of, old, of his ass.
1: Old no, no, no. The facts, uh The fact that he was arrested. Um, his bosses uh, claim that I don't see any reason why they should. Ha- why he should have to tell his
0: bosses that he was arrested when he wasn't. Uh, right. When he was clearly not guilty of anything. Well, yeah, and it's very also very unusual that uh, government bureaucrats will be fired. Uh, in this it's case. political, in some way. Yeah, there must have been somebody right. targeting him and looking for a reason to get rid of him.
5: Right, and then the 22 years old did not consider a mistaken traffic arrest a reportable offense. Yeah. I have been pan- penalized. For doing nothing wrong, well, uh, uh, the bridge says. Yeah, Who is I is see where he's at? coming
0: from, and I, you know, again, it's a government job. Uh, most of the time, uh, most of the time, government bureaucrats. And thank you for the call. It could happen to anybody. I mean, it could happen to anybody at any job. Right. Uh, you can't expect to be able to keep your job for all eternity. I mean, something could happen. They could cut the budget, or whatever it is that happens. For whatever the reason is, you could be out the door tomorrow. That's the way it is with jobs. You don't own your job, and I know government bureaucrats feel like they own their jobs maybe a little bit more than the average employee because they you know they, they know that they got tenure or whatever and they're not going to Un- ever get fired. Unfair treatment is unfair treatment, and it should be it should be talked about. Sure, sure. All I'm saying is when you contract with government, don't be surprised if they end up screwing you over for something. If they promise you a pension and you don't end up getting what you were promised, well... You did you did a deal with the devil, if you will. Not that I believe in the devil, but the government is a uh, an evil organization of people doing violence, uh, that offering their products and services uh, at, at the point of, uh, you know, the threat of violence. And so don't be surprised when they go and they do something awful to you. That's all I'm saying. So go on, move on with your life. It's terrible. Maybe you've learned a lesson. Don't work for government. Go and actually do something productive How about that. Let's continue. Talk to John in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live. John.
6: Uh, yeah, man. Uh, that's good advice, that guy. What's well, uh, you on know, your mind? Uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, you were on uh, uh, police uh, corruption and garbage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, start with the police corruption? Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you carry a $100 bill with you, you get pulled over, and you can't... Uh, like that $100 bill, I'll guarantee you won't get a ticket.
0: Now, have you actually tried now, as this? As far garbage goes. Wait a minute. Well, slow down. Let's talk about the $100 bill thing. Have you actually tried this out?
6: I've, oh, man, I've seen it. <laughs> no, uh, come on, man. Let's be real.
1: I think that in, I, I, think think some guys I think it's dangerous, money. is what I think. They I don't think make
6: that, any money for what they do.
1: Well, you know, some of them make pretty good money, but I, I, everybody wants a hundred well, bucks. Well, yeah,
6: that's how they do it.
1: But, but you know, I, I've got to You know, I think that some in some cases it'll definitely work. Somebody'll take your hundred bucks and yeah, you know, with I've the, the driver's man. license. And other times they'll say, huh. You're trying to bribe
6: well, yeah, me, and then you're in even worse trouble. diehards there might, you know. Yeah, you don't do want to run up on thing, RoboCop but, doing know.
0: that. Well, now, you never tell them it's a bribe, the way I was going to do no, it one no, time? No, no, no,
6: no. You just kind of shake hands with them, and the <laughs> $100 bill changes the I end. wouldn't do
0: it that way, either. Here's how I would he do well, it. That's Here's how done. I would do it. it. I used to actually.
6: That's done. Why don't
0: you make your other point, and then I'll tell you. Okay. All right.
6: My other point is about garbage. Yes. Have <laughs> yeah. you ever seen Alice's Restaurant?
1: Have I Alice's, ever been out to Alice's, a restaurant? No, Alice's restaurant?
6: have you ever seen uh, the uh, song Alice's Restaurant? I've heard but, of you it. You know, I've... in the old days, uh, we used to be able to burn our garbage, but now that uh, uh, North America burns so much of the crap in the air, we're not allowed to burn our garbage anymore.
1: Right, because you could add to the uh, particulate waste of the air. Was
6: that your point, John? Well, it was minimal before, before they mm-hmm. started putting all this crap in the air.
0: Well, first of all, I'm with you. I think that people should be able to burn stuff. It's their own property. They should be able to set whatever fires they oh, want it to. It so they do before. So long as they don't jeopardize their neighbor's property. John, yep. thanks for the call tonight. All right, so my answer on the bribery thing, because he was just going to go and yammer on underneath <laughs> me. Here's what I would suggest. And I never actually had the chance to try this, but I had it for a long time. I had this uh, set up. It's just I it never got pulled over, so I never had the opportunity to really see if it would work. The idea is you take the hundred dollar bill and you stick it. Uh, you'd like paper clip your driver's license together with your car insurance because when they pull you over or like your registration rather. Mm-hmm. So you got all your your registration, your license, all clipped together, and then in the middle you put a you fold up a hundred dollar bill and you slip it in there. And so when they ask for your license and registration, you just hand them that little packet. And there's a $100 bill and in there. And there's a $100 bill in there. So that way when they take it back to their car, as they always do for their little 10-minute long uh, thing that they do, uh, then they will come across the $100 bill. And at that point, it would be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, it's $100 that's on the line. Are they going to take the 100 and give you a ticket anyway? Will they take the 100 and leave you alone? Will they ignore the 100 and give it back to you? I don't know what would happen I don't think they can give
1: you, they can't get you for bribing. No. Oh, hey, how did that get in there? That was
0: my emergency money. Oh, sorry about that. Right, because if you get, you know, lose your wallet or something like that, it's good to have a $100 bill in the car somewhere, and that's just where you happen to keep it. Hour number two is coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We launch into hour number two. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800 259 9231 Toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls we go. It's Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with and Mark. Hello. Uh,
7: yeah, a lot of people out there, uh, millions of people all across the United States of America are outvoted discrimination victims. They can go out there and vote for candidates who support liberty and justice for all,
5: mm-hmm. but they're
7: vastly outnumbered by voters over 21 who don't care at all about the rights of people under 21. They would much rather have the government oppress these innocent people than start cracking down on drunk drivers, namely the people who support the drinking age. Okay, and a lot of people out there can remember the days when they wished the drinking age wasn't 21 because they were under 21 and they would rather have been drinking, you know, had their right to drink respected by the government. Okay? Right. You write a letter to your state senator saying, please repeal this blatantly unjust law, and they'll either just laugh and throw the letter in the trash, Mm -hmm. or they'll just, if they get any reply at all, it's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. They they babble out whatever baloney they want. We're going to protect the children, child.
0: We're going to protect the children.
7: But uh, on... Uh, February the 29th, see, we've got an extra day this year, Mm -hmm. okay, because of the leap year, and somebody used that to uh, their advantage, and uh, when a cop in Cleveland, Ohio, was chasing some 19-year-old underage drinking suspects, one of those suspects fought back like a man to defend himself. And that was all for one Cleveland, Ohio cop. <laughs> and I'd like to see the state senators laugh and throw the dead cop in the garbage. <laughs> you know? I mean, no matter yeah, what garbage, dog. they can <laughs> spew back about the, oh, well, we're doing it for the jail, blah, 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 blah. But guess what? The cop is still dead. More to follow if you keep imposing this blatantly unjust law. If
1: You're it, right about it, that.
0: Is there yeah, more cops will die. That's true. There's
1: going to be more, um, you know, kids absolutely should have the right to uh, drink and, and you, know, uh, you know, possess drugs and that kind of thing. And it it's all should be up to their parents as far as that goes. How many more cops are they willing
0: to kill? in order well, to? Well,
7: here's what they've got to do. They've got to figure out how much are they going to lose in federal highway construction grants and liquor taxes because people under 21 are going to drink less when it's legal. So how much are they going to lose? Divide that by the value of a cop's life. And that's how many cops the underage drinkers have to exterminate every year in order for the legislature to, to see that it's equivalent. And once they, they start exterminating more cops than that, then the lawmakers would decide they'd rather lose the federal highway construction money and the tax money than lose more cops.
1: Yeah, you know, it. It, it, it you know they're more, far more concerned about the money than they are about the cops.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, Tom. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I mean, it's an interesting perspective. I, I like the way he frames that issue in that he's pointing out that as long as this war on underage drinking continues, more cops are unnecessarily going to lose their lives. Now, it's not like they're losing them left and right, but the occasional incident is... It, right, Is all that matters is if it's your dad. Right, you know, your husband just died because he was trying to enforce an underage drinking law on some kid. He yep. could have been out chasing after a
1: real criminal. Unfortunately, most people blame the uh, you know underage drinkers instead of thinking, oh, this is a bad law.
0: Right, right. Or they'll they'll say that the cop, he was a hero. He was doing something heroic when he was struck down in his prime. No, there's nothing heroic about taking kids and putting them in jail cells and charging them with crimes for just trying to have a little bit of alcohol, which everybody who's ever been under the age of 21 knows. Happens all across the country, all the time. This weekend, you can better believe that high school students and uh, early college-age kids all across America are going to be out and they're going to be drinking. I'm afraid you're right. And if you think that the world's going to be made a better place by locking them all up in a jail cell, you're out of your, your flipping mind. Yeah. I don't understand the mentality here. It's some weird Puritanism, some leftover uh, Puritan streak in this country, and it needs to end. It's insane what we're doing to our – what these people are doing to our kids.
1: It really is still part of the old temperance movement, and it (laughs) – it just hurts people. We we saw how it hurt with prohibition and the fact is these high school students and college students this is students, prohibition. It, it is. Uh with high school students and college students and they get alcohol. I oh, got yeah. alcohol when I was in high school and they get it now. They say marijuana's easier to, easier to get than alcohol, but and I kind of believe that. But you know, they're they're drinking and what they'll often do is they'll game they'll they 'll drink a whole bunch ahead of time they get alcohol poisoning and die i 'm not saying a lot of kids die from alcohol poisoning, but some do and it's ones that
0: don't need to die well a lot of the reason they they die not just is not just because they pregame but also because they aren't taught the appropriate way to consume alcohol because right. mom and dad aren't giving them that uh, that information for the most part. I, that, I did not learn anything about drinking alcohol as a kid. And so as a result, when I uh, was old enough to acquire it myself with my friends, I went overboard. And I got really, really wasted a number of times. And it was not good at all. But I had to learn it myself the hard way. I had to learn responsible drinking the hard way, and it shouldn't have to be that way. No. Young people can be taught this at a very early age if we could just re legalize alcohol for, for people of all ages. Let parents make the decision as to what the policy is going to be under their roof.
1: You know, and, and who, who better to teach a young person uh, about alcohol, about this important thing that so many people use in America? I'd say. You know, it's some, probably the biggest drug in America. Yeah, like ninety percent of Americans drink in a given year. I'm I'm just making up a number here, but it seems accurate to me. Well,
0: you should ask
1: yourself, who do you know that doesn't drink? Right, right, and it's usually very few. Right, and of them, they're they're normally the the, the quite religious. Not always, but normally. And, you know, so there's so many people doing this wouldn't should aren't aren't these people's parents the best people to teach them? Don't they care the most?
0: So what you should ask yourself, if you're a parent that's concerned about your teenager drinking alcohol or maybe you've got a young person that's not even a teenager yet and you're concerned about uh, the uh, the upcoming years, you should ask yourself, would you rather it be you that teach your kids how to drink? And the responsibility behind drinking, or would you rather the party culture teach them? Right, because it's either going to be you, or it's going to be some 15, 16, 17-year-old dumb high school student. And it's going to be a, a, you know the party culture, which essentially there are all kinds of drinking games yep. and funnels and uh, tools that people use to imbibe as much alcohol in as short of time as possible, and that's what's considered cool. Amongst a uh, lot of the kids these days. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: dangerous. Right. You send your young uh, high school girl out to go to these parties and, you know, this is what's going on. Is she going to make the best decisions for her life yeah. after having drank
0: You're lucky if all she does a is get can drunk. A beer? You're lucky if that's all that happens. Right. She, comes she could get pregnant. raped. Yeah, that too. So, you think about that. 800-259-9231. We go to Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy.
8: Hey, guys, did you all hear about the bombing in Times
0: Square? No. I heard somebody rolled a bomb up to a, oh, yeah. a military recruiting center and then bicycled away or something.
7: Ain't that sad, man? All those people need is peace, man. Why, why do people always have to have all this hatred and have to go bomb everybody? I mean, I'm willing to duke it out, well, you know, in the fist-to-fist cuff.
1: <laughs> I, I, Jeremy, I think the reason is is because uh people feel impotent they know that they there's just nothing they can do to change uh the system they're forced to pay for uh the army being over being over there in iraq and and there's no way that that you know, me, an American citizen who has to pay for this, can do anything in order to uh, get the to turn the army around and get out of this stupid war. And it's it, people feel impotent. When a man feels impotent, you know, I'm just I'm talking about the point of a of a man here because they have a tendency to have a little bit more testosterone and make some of more rash decisions. You know, when a man feels impotent, he's gonna do something rash
0: sometimes.
7: That is stupid. I hope we can get down to the bottom of
1: it, man.
5: Yeah.
0: Well, certainly responding to the state with violent actions is a very poor choice. I don't know what the motivations were behind this, uh, but Jeremy, thanks for the call tonight. I don't know what the reason was. Uh, maybe it was an anti-war thing. I don't know, but it seems uh, counterintuitive. It seems counterintuitive to uh, use violence to try to make a point like that.
1: I understand it was a Pakistani man. Perhaps it was uh, you know a pro-Islam sort of situation.
0: I don't know, but. the FBI privacy violations have been confirmed. They claim that they're going to patch everything up and they're going to behave from now on. We'll get the details here in moments. Free Talk Live. Talk Live is your show. Bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sekel CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. So enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. Now you can save
1: time and money on common legal matters. It's created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or a limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom. Ten bucks, I'm Mark. I'm sorry. Ten bucks. LegalZoom.com.
0: 800-259-9231 to Jay in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Live. Hey, Jay. Uh, hi, guys. How you doing? What's on your mind?
9: I uh, just wanted to call and uh, say thanks. <clears throat> let you guys know that I just just joined the Free State Project a couple hours ago. Awesome. Wow!
0: Congratulations. What, uh, Thank you very much. What was it that made you decide to uh, take that plunge, sir?
9: Well, living here in, in Wisconsin, uh, I, I don't know if you guys know much about what's going on here, but uh, they just had a big budget battle uh, past a, a, a really terrible budget mm. uh, this time around. And it's just getting more, uh, I guess you could call it statist. Uh, More socialist as we go on. Uh, They wanted to implement a uh, a uh, single-payer health care system here, uh, costing about $15 billion a year. And uh, that pretty much was the the breaking point for me, because even some of the uh, Republican representatives that i spoke to had told me that um well you know there's some things that we have to kind of give in on in order to advance things and,
5: yeah and
0: Oh, all just, that's, 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 that's just what it's always about you, they scratch each other's backs and uh, they compromise your freedom away mm-hmm.
9: oh absolutely absolutely so i have known about the free state project for a while and at first i was thinking well you know cute idea but nah, who knows if it'll really go anywhere and then i found you guys uh, kind of by accident Listening to the show for a while, and mm-hmm. decided to give a, the Free State Project another look. And you know, the message board looked great. Uh, the web page, the ideas on the web page looked great. So I figured, you know, what the heck? I'll uh, make the commitment to be there by the end of 2010, to believe.
0: Fantastic. So, do you have a family you're bringing with, or is it just you?
9: Uh, it's uh, me and my wife and our two dogs.
0: You so go. you signed
1: up two people, right?
9: Um, well, I still got to talk to my wife about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Make sure she signs though, because we need all the signers we can get.
9: Oh, absolutely, and Thank I'm you. sure she'll be all for it. And she was, you know, she had actually told me that, you know, if Ron Paul had actually had a chance uh, in the primary here in Wisconsin, she would have definitely voted for him. But, you know, by the time our primary came around, it was pretty much, you know, over with, and, yeah. and it looked like John McCain was the winner. So. She's like, I can't stand John McCain, so I'm gonna vote in the Democratic primary this time around. Hm.
0: That's interesting.
1: Well, well
0: yeah, I, I can by totally the way. Understand. Candidates like uh John or like Ron Paul will never have a chance if people keep uh not voting for him. I'd like to point that out.
9: Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, that's that's kinda what I told her and, and uh you know, she's like, Well, I understand that, but and she's one of those people I believe that thinks uh they'd rather be on the winning team, you know oh, what I mean? Geez. Yes and it's very it's, frustrating it's just well, one of those frustrating things they do that a lot and you know, a lot of the people I talk to here in Wisconsin are like that they just uh you know they just they want to vote for the winner,
0: and, and if you and don't so vote for the winner, and it's so asinine, because the, even if I'm, the candidate I'm, wins, you lose.
1: I'm not sure Absolutely. if I agree. I, I, I'm not sure I entirely agree. Now, um, you know, if, if you always uh, compare candidates like to having different types of cancer, but I don't. There are d- better and worse types of cancer. You can choose Ron Paul, which is like being pretty darn healthy so we'll call him you know some sort of uh, benign sarcoma like an ear infection <laughs> yeah, <I love> that. <laughs> right um, he's pretty good but you know when you start you start looking at uh, Hillary who's kind of like oh I don't know um, stomach cancer you start looking at uh, Obama who's kind of like pancreatic cancer you look at uh, McCain who's kind of like pollen cancer r- right limp, no he's even worse he's like lymph um, a cancer the texture lymph nodes uh, he's yeah. he's all over the place so yeah I hate McCain too and I I can kind of see why you know she would make that decision
9: uh, i mean she has been a lifelong democrat uh even when i met her hmm. and just from you know the discussions that we've had um she is really more liberty-minded than i think she even knew
5: but and isn't that i'm pretty sure much she'll be
9: all for you know moving up to new hampshire in, in a couple of years I, mean, I know we want to move soon we want to get
0: you know, out of this state, that's for sure. Yeah, well, when, uh, you might want to consider coming out to Pork Fest uh, this summertime, or if that's too soon, maybe coming up to visit during uh, the Liberty Forum next year. You'll love it. Two great opportunities, uh, two ex- wonderful excuses if you can afford it to uh, to come up and you know have a chance to look around the state and meet a number of the other Free State Project members. It's such a, an amazing. Uh, just an incredible group of people that are just doing wonderful things that have never been done in any other state before by any other uh, liberty, uh, any other section of the liberty movement. So it's it's un- unprecedented uh, the act- activity and action that's happening here in New Hampshire. And I'm, I'm excited that you're you're planning on being a part of it. So once again, congratulations! And did you have any other thoughts for us tonight, Jay?
9: No, I just wanted to thank you guys for uh, you know doing. Doing whatever you guys gotta do to get on more radio stations. I'd love to help you get on stations here in Wisconsin, but I'm I'm pretty much done with the state so
0: I could care less. <laughs> Well, I understand they, that, but all it takes—all so. it really takes—is a phone call, and if it's—if that's—if it, that's what you can leave your friends that are going to be staying in Wisconsin with—is uh, is Free Talk Live to listen to, then that's something you might want to consider. And if—and for those of you that do want to help us out with that, go to local.freetalklive.com, and you can read all about it there and how to get on uh, our local your local talk station. It really is just a matter of picking up the phone, calling the local program director, and just asking him for Free Talk Live. That's all. Do,
9: do, do you guys have a preference? You know, as far as like large stations or small stations or doesn't We'll does take, it not we'll really take
0: anybody.
1: I mean, sure. I mean, call them know. all. It's it, absolutely it's, as far as uh, it, it's just like having little gold pieces dropped in your hand. Do you want half ounce gold pieces? Do you want two ounce gold pieces? You know, we, yeah, I thought. You know that's the, That's how it goes. I'll take all the gold pieces you want to drop in my hand. Right.
0: <laughs> and you know, in many places in the country, they only have one station to call. Some only might might have two. And of course, there's no point in calling music stations. You want to call talk radio stations because they're the ones that we're you know that we're targeting, and they're we're the they're they're the stations that make sense for us. Yeah. If you confu- um,
1: if you call a music station, you're largely just going to confuse them.
0: And and you know whether it's uh, if you've got a talk station that's really really popular in your area, odds are probably better that we'll will we'll get on the underdog. Because if they're if they're doing well in the ratings, they're not going to be likely to change. But that's not something that you should concern yourself with as a listener. You should call every call talk, talk station in the area and tell them what you want to hear. And if you're a listener of the station, you should let them know that and tell them what you like about the station at the same time. Yeah, butter them up. A that little. always it always helps because
1: they do want that feedback. Um, they do want to hear from you and they do want to know. I I managed the station for uh, well, uh, quite a period of time, and. I rarely got feedback quite honestly, and usually when I did get feedback, it was somebody who was irate about yep. something that I mostly didn't know or and didn't care at the same time, whatever it is that you're upset about i doesn't you know I'm not interested in it, so don't call them upset um just call yep.
0: them you know ask 'em jay thanks in advance for that, and, and uh, again, congratulations on your decision and thank you for the call one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one By the way, if you call a local uh, station on behalf of Free Talk Live and you don't listen to the station, don't try to pretend like you do. We don't want you being deceptive or dishonest uh, on our behalf. So if you don't listen to the station, let them know. Hey, I don't listen to your station, but I really would like to. If you'd put on Free Talk Live, I'd become a listener and I'd tell all my friends. That's an honest thing to say. And it's especially interesting to them if you're someone that's outside of their typical demo, like if you're a, a woman, for instance calling your local talk station because normally they they want women to listen they just don't know how to get it to happen more on the way this is free talk live one of the bonuses you'll get as a free talk live amplifier is access to our classic archives for just three dollars a month you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and mp3 players get the details at amp.freetalklive.com that's amp.freetalklive.com Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features there, uh, there we do give away, so enjoy those on us. Live streams are included. Broadband version, dial-up version, both free for you. FreeTalkLive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at FreeTalkLive.com. SACL C-A-I. So, to the story about the FBI, I said we would get to here from the AP. This is kind of a follow-up from a story that we uh, touched on last year, where the FBI was caught uh, violating their own rules. Caught, actually, a whole bunch of times, according to an internal audit uh, by the, the government themselves. So this is the government catching the government, being naughty. But, of course, when government gets caught being naughty, they just... They just apologize for it, and then they pretend like they're going to be uh, good in the future. And that's what happens in this story, because there's no way for them to be actually held accountable. The FBI acknowledged Wednesday it improperly. Sure there is. You throw somebody in jail. Yeah, but, but there's no actual... But uh, they're not they going to do that. Ever. Right. There's, uh, th- 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 that just doesn't happen, especially when it comes to the federal government. I mean, yeah, you might see a local cop get punished from time to time for touching a little girl or killing someone, but uh, the feds are even more immune. Anyway, the FBI acknowledged Wednesday that it improperly accessed Americans' phone records, credit reports, and Internet traffic in 2006, the fourth straight year of privacy abuses resulting from investigations aimed at tracking terrorists, terrorists, and spies. The breach occurred before the FBI enacted broad new reforms in March to prevent future lapses, said the FBI director, Robert Mueller, and it was caused in part by banks, telecommunication companies, and other private businesses, giving the FBI more personal client data than was requested. The uh, So they're saying here, Mark, that all of these pro- problems happened before we instituted our new reforms, and now that we've got our new system in, this won't happen now again. Now that everybody
1: knows the rules clearly, we won't be violated. Just trust us.
0: Testifying at a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, Mueller raised the issue of the FBI's controversial use of the so-called national security letters in reference to an upcoming report on the topic by the Justice Department's Inspector General. An audit by the Inspector General last year found the FBI demanded personal records without official authorization or otherwise collected more data than allowed in dozens of cases between 2003 and 2005. Additionally, last year's audit found the FBI had underreported to Congress how many national security letters were requested by more than 4,600. Now, that's a lot. Of, that's a big difference there. I mean, that's a big mistake to accidentally just underreport by 4,600 the amount of NSLs they sent out. Now, in case you don't know, do you recall, Mark, what a national security letter is? Well, I remember uh, having read one, and essentially you can't even discuss having gotten it, right? National security letters, as outlined in the USA Patriot Act, are administrative subpoenas used in suspected terrorism and espionage cases. They allow the FBI to require telephone companies, ISPs, banks, credit bureaus, and other businesses to produce highly personal records about their customers or subscribers without a judge's approval. And you're right, it doesn't even uh, mention here in this article that you are not allowed to tell anyone you've received a national security letter. And not only do they go after businesses, but they've also been known to go after individuals as well. And it has really put some people in uh, some, some sticky situations mm. to where they want to tell people what they're being forced to do by the federal government, but they've been threatened by the federal government. The, the, and the feds have said, if you tell anybody this, even your wife, then we will charge you with some terrorist, uh, terrorism crime. Ludicrous. The new audit which examines the use of the national security letters will identify issues similar to those in you the know, report issued last
1: It's not supposed to be a free country unless the FBI sends you a letter that says otherwise. It's supposed to be a free country. You're supposed to be free to talk to whomever you wish to talk to about whatever you wish to talk to them about. I didn't sign it, I didn't sign up with the government. I am not their employee, and they cannot tell me to whom I can speak and to whom I
0: can't. What would you do if you got one of these things, Mark? I, you, you can believe I, I would be all over it. Please, FBI, send me one of these, because I would read it on the air. Good for you. I was hoping you would say that. Of course I would. Well, don't worry, Mark, because uh, FBI Director Robert Mueller is on the case. He says that, well, uh, these uh, issues here are uh, identified similar to those in the report issued last March, but they predate the reforms we have in place. We are committed to ensuring that we not only get this right, but maintain the vital trust of the American people. They've lost mine, and they're not going to get it back. Last year's audit by the Justice Department uh, blamed agent error and shoddy record-keeping for the bulk of the problems and didn't find any indication of criminal misconduct. So they were just... Of course not. They just made 4,600 mistakes. That's all. It's... Nope. You know, there's so there's so many rules for these guys to keep track of. I mean, you can't expect them. And the job, it's just so, so much pressure. I mean, like the guy, the Marine that threw the puppy off the cliff, they're saying he was under a lot of pressure. And that's, you know, it's okay to kill dogs if you're feeling pressured, apparently. Same thing here. These FBI agents... You know, it's so tough having to eat all the donuts that they eat Mm -hmm. and to take all the breaks that they do. It's just such a tough job. You know, they're going to make 4,600 mistakes here and there. Several Justice Department and FBI officials familiar with the upcoming findings have said privately the new audit will show national security letters were used incorrectly at a similar rate as during the previous three years. So they've just been, even though they were aware of it year after year, you know, it's just such a tough job, and mistakes are going to be made. (laughs) Look, we don't need to punish any of these guys. We're just going to give them a stern talking to, and you trust us, next year, everything's going to be fine. I don't even trust them to give them a stern talking to, quite honestly. Yeah, pretty much, I I would imagine it's basically, look guys, you need to not get caught, okay?
1: I don't even think that it's going to be that. I think it's going to be, well, here's the new policy, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right.
0: And they won't even talk to the guys specifically that have done it. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, The number of national security letters issued by the FBI skyrocketed after the Patriot Act. And uh, let's see, the annual review is required by Congress, which, by the way, the Bush administration has been objecting to the annual review here. This isn't necessary, say they. Hmm. In 2005, for example, they found more than a 1,000 violations within 19,000 FBI requests to obtain 47,000 records. Each letter issued may contain several requests. I love how they use the the term requests. When you get one of these national security letters, I don't think it reads like a request. It doesn't feel like a request. (laughs) In contrast to the strong concerns expressed by Congress and Civil Liberties Group, Mueller's disclosure drew no criticism from senators during just over two hours of testimony. Speaking before the FBI chief, uh, one of the senators said that he urged the FBI to be more vigilant in correcting what he called the widespread illegal and improper use of national security letters. Well, if it's illegal, why don't you bring them up on charges then, buddy? Well, they don't. They just don't. Everybody wants to stop terrorists. But we also, though as Americans, we believe in our privacy rights and we want those protected, said Senator Leahy. There has to be a better chain of command for this. You cannot just have an FBI agent who decides he'd like to obtain Americans' records, bank records or anything else, and do it just because they want to. But that is what you have, Senator Leahy. That's exactly what you have. Precisely what you have. And as long as you have a federal government and an FBI, you're going to continue having stories like this. Following last year's audit, they enacted guidelines that sternly, reminded FBI agents to carefully follow the rules governing national security letters. The new rules caution agents to review all data before it's transferred into the FBI databases to make sure that only the information specifically requested is used. Hmm. That's funny. Let me read that again. The new rules caution agents to review all data before it's transferred into FBI databases to make sure that only the information specifically requested is used. It's Doesn't that say, "Hey, be careful. If you get more information than what you requested, don't put it in our databases, so there's no evidence that you received it. So it's all right if you twist people's arms in to to giving more information than uh, you're supposed to be getting. Just cover your tracks a little bit better, guys." Well,
1: I, I I'm not sure that I um I'm not sure what it's trying to say, but what I can tell you is what um you know my it's my firm belief that the government never ever ever gets rid of information that it has collected it loves to collect information that's what it does you know it's just sort of a little information collecting body and i just can't see them for a second
0: um not entering information they've got 800 259 but it's okay they're gonna t- it's gonna be fine next year mark just give us give them some more money and that yeah, way they, they can more money yeah everything will be fine just you believe that right more coming up this is free talk live Talk live. you can bring up anything, take control of the airway, toll free, 1-800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll free line, it's Ian here with you, and Mark, 1-800-259-9231, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, all the features there, we give away, so enjoy those on us, and if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then become an amplifier, go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up for the program, it stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is a simple one, That would be that uh, you send in three bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show. Get on more radio stations around the country and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide and as fast as possible. So get on board and get some perks, too, like access to the AMP-only chat room and forum, uh, as well as the AMP-only call-in line and shrine. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. So we talked earlier, I think it was this hour, sometime this show, about a story out of California where a man was uh, is being sued by the city he lives in for stopping uh, for stopping his trash collection right. service. Uh, so here's yet another story from California to give you yet another reason to leave. If you if you don't have enough reasons to leave California yet, they just keep piling them on. Here's one from Liracquell.com. You Stephen know the, the weather's great. The socialism's oppressive. The Pacific Justice Institute, it's about to get worse, Mark, in Sacramento, sent along a statement about a disturbing California Court of Appeals decision finding that parents have no right to homeschool their children. Are you kidding me? Parents who do not send their kids to the school deemed appropriate by the state may face criminal charges and fines. Oh, my God. Remember when former superintendent of public instruction Delane Easton tried to criminalize homeschooling? Well, I don't because I don't live in California, but here we go again. It's ironic, given how badly the government miseducates students, that officials are so determined to criminalize this basic freedom. This really shouldn't shock anyone who realizes the degree to which government at all levels runs our lives. And here's the statement from the Pacific Justice Institute. Los Angeles. In a stunning decision affecting thousands of families in California, the California Court of Appeal has issued an opinion finding no legal right to homeschool. This is the actual quote from the opinion, Parents who fail to comply with school enrollment laws may be subject to a criminal complaint against them, found guilty of an infraction, and subject to imposition of fines or an order to a complete a parent education and counseling program. You've got to be kidding me.
1: They've got a program
0: to re uh, to, to, to brainwash you into sending your kids to public school? That's what it sounds like. Re-education, my friend. Alive and well, right here in America. It's like 1984. Yeah, that was according to Justice Walter Krosky, whose opinion was joined by the other two members. Walter really sucks. Walter and the other two on that panel was a unanimous decision, apparently. The opinion was issued on February 28th of this year, so this is fresh news here, uh, in a case titled In Re Rachel L., which reversed a superior court judge, Stephen Marpet, who found that Parents have a constitutional right to school their children in their own home. I don't see why they wouldn't. The parents of Rachel L. enrolled her in Sunland Christian School, a private homeschooling program. In his opinion, Judge Krosky, the bad judge, described what he called the ruse of enrolling children in a private school and then letting them stay home and be taught by a non-credential parent. Despite this statement by the court, it should be noted—that's
1: really what it's all about. The government licensing uh, people to uh, teach your kids. Mm. You know that you have to be—you have to be properly indoctrinated. You have
0: to believe what we believe. You have to have your socialist approval papers. According to this, despite the statement by the court, it should be noted that Sunland Christian School has been in full compliance with the requirements of the law for more than 20 years. The president of the school said, "We've never been given an opportunity to represent our case in the court of appeal. Consequently, no doubt, we're excited that the PJI will represent us before the California Supreme Court, so they're taking this up further. Good for them. Uh, so that the rights of homeschooling families are preserved." He stated further in a section titled "Consequences." I don't, ha-
1: of- I don't have, uh, I don't, hold out a lot of hope for them, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know. <laughs> The country's too far gone to expect uh, a good ruling, and, and this here you just it's just up for grabs. And California, in my opinion, is more socialist than the rest of the country, so therefore I don't think your chances are
0: 50-50. In a section titled, Consequences of Parental Denial of Illegal Education, the court said that parents are being subject to being ordered to enroll their children in an appropriate school or education program and provide proof of enrollment to the court and willful failure to comply with such an order may be punished by a fine or civil Contempt, or for civil contempt. The scope of this decision by the appellate court is breathtaking. It not only attacks traditional homeschooling, but also calls into question homeschooling through charter schools and teaching children at home via independent study through public and private schools, stated the president of the Pacific Justice Institute. If not reversed, the parents of the more than 166,000 students currently receiving an education at home will be subject to criminal sanctions. So they are taking this up to the California Supreme Court and appealing to the decision. Criminal sanctions. These people are
1: going to be criminals in the state of California for teaching their children at home.
0: Well, now, Mark, what the hell has that state come to? Well, it's the natural way things work with the state, Mark. This is the government, and the government has its interests. And one of the interests of the people in the government system is to make sure they have obedient little mm. uh, citizens. Yeah. And we don't want parents and one of the teaching. Ways,
1: one of the ways that you're going to have obedient little citizens is, well, to
0: control the way those citizens are taught precisely. So from the perspective of the government, they see it as, whoa, we can't have these radicals out there educating their own children. You mean radicals like the radicals that founded this country?
1: Radicals that believed in freedom and liberty?
0: Yes, all of that. it, It is a new age, Mark. September 11th changed everything. I don't think September 11th changed homeschooling. Well, you can use, they, they just use that for any old thing but these days, it seems. But this is the process. This is the path that the government has been on for a long time. Ever since it instituted government schools, this Prussian system that we have that is essentially was created for the purposes of creating a uh, subservient class, uh, creating a, a class of dullards that are going to essentially do whatever it is that they are told to do by the government, by their corporate masters, never question the box that they've been placed in. In, live their lives and serve and ob- and obey and never, ever step outside of the box and question their circumstances, question their paradigm, like their homeschooling parents might want them to do. You know, it, it, it's absolutely true. Our, our, system,
1: our public school system was... Made to teach people to be little worker bees. Yes. Don't speak until uh, unless you raise your hand. Mm. Um. You're you're not allowed to speak if you haven't been called
0: on. Turn out the lights. That means quiet. Sit in your assigned seat Mm -hmm. every single day. Stand in line. Straight in line. No acting out. No fidgeting.
1: Yeah. I mean these these absolutely
0: are. They're just hives for teaching people how to be little worker ants. That's precisely what the system's all about. In fact, there have been uh, several books written on this. John Taylor Gatto, I believe, is is one of the most renowned, uh, well-known. He has has his own website. You can read his book for free on there. It's one of the many one of the many that I'm uh, looking forward to. I've skimmed through it and I've read some segments, and it's it's brilliant. And he really goes to point out in detail exactly how all this process works. So. People that keep their kids out of the system are a threat to the system itself. Hmm. Even, if they, even if they aren't teaching their kids about liberty and freedom, even if all they want to do is teach them about the Bible or, or whatever, the fact that their kids aren't in the system, they aren't receiving that, that, that government, that pro-state, pro-government indoctrination, is very threatening to the, uh, the apparatus of government, and they want to do everything they can to criminalize that behavior. Yeah, I'd say that's absolutely true and that's why uh the, the, you just see this sort of uh Oh, sure, sure. The word I'm looking for here is they're slighting the homeschooling movement. They're, uh, they attack so many of the media yeah. people will subtly attack they homeschooling. De-
1: they deprecate um, these parents' ability to teach their kids.
0: Right. Even though the homeschoolers, year after year, are the ones that win the spelling bees and the math contests and you know the various different uh, ways you can register who's doing better in uh, in the different subjects. Even though the homeschoolers clean up. When it comes to the scores on those things, they're always sniped with little uh, quotes like, well, they might do really well in math, but how are they at socializing? You can't can't socialize if you're you're at home all the time. As a matter of fact, the California Court of Appeals
1: uh, has has said that the parents aren't willing to meet a primary purpose of the educational system, which is to train school children in good citizenship, patriotism, and loyalty to the state and the nation as a means of protecting the public welfare. Wow, that was not in my story. Where'd you pull that up? Uh, I got it here from uh, a reader and says, uh, or excuse me, a listener who has uh, sent it to me. And
0: I had heard that quote before. Can you read that again? Because that's pretty powerful. This is the purpose of the government school system. What is it?
1: Um, just one second. It's uh, the California uh, the California Court of Appeals thinks parents aren't willing to meet a primary purpose of the educational system, which is to train citizen um, school children in good citizenship patriotism, and loyalty to the state and the nation as a means of protecting the public welfare. Good little citizens. Doesn't that sound exactly like what um, they're trying to do in the public school
0: system? Obedient little drones. That's what the government schools have been designed to turn your kids into. Now, if you live in California, why are you waiting around to find out what the Supreme Court is going to say on this? Really? I mean, can't you feel the winds blowing here? They're blowing towards New Hampshire in the Free State Project, at least if you love Liberty. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 and I know I do. Hour 3 is coming up. You can take control, and we'll talk about more of what's going on in the schools here in moments. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We launch into hour number three, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 going right into your phone calls. By the way, don't forget to join us at freetalklive.com. All the features there for free. And coming up, by the way, a disturbing story right out of a school that could be near you about what happened to a young 13-year-old girl when school officials thought she was hiding some drugs. Uh, we'll first go to your calls, though. Talk to Lee in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Lee. Hello. Hey,
10: Good thing i dedicated. 42 minutes.
0: Was it 42 minutes you waited?
10: What? Yeah, so what I was going to talk about was relevant 45 minutes ago. But anyway... Uh... Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> I got the news that you were on hold at 8.58, Lee. You said you've been on hold 42 minutes? Well, that's what my phone
10: said. He's Just not making back, it up. I'll tell you.
0: Well the board dropped the ball on that one my apologies for him 43
10: 22 right now but it, right. that's irrelevant
0: what's on your is, mind
10: you guys hit a good point um i want to touch on two things drink uh drinking driving type mothers mad the mad mothers
5: mm-hmm.
10: um the other one is how i handle drinking and driving with my son and his friends
5: okay yeah,
1: tell us about it please okay
10: well first let me just sidetrack uh, Jeremy, he sounded the same way at 10.30 this morning.
1: <laughs> his, his, his,
10: we know he rides a bike because he was telling us that was his call, that that's how he fights the big oil companies. Excellent. Number two, we know he isn't sitting in a bar. <laughs> so he may be on the road, but he isn't in a car, so good to know. life is good. But Mothers of Mad Drivers, or against uh, drunk drivers, mm-hmm. um, I heard this on the radio years ago. But they were making a big push for Montana because we had, like, unlimited speed limits.
1: Right. And you could drive with an open container in Montana at the time.
10: There well, there you go. Good reason to move back here, I thought. Right. But anyway.
1: And I, and I don't see any reason why you can't drive with an open container. If you're so dangerous at .08, what difference does it make whether you have an open beer can in your hand as long as you're not over .08?
10: Well, the point is they're going to figure it out one way or another, so that was just a bogus thing. yeah. Uh, it was to get the guys coming off of their boats or fishing, you know, and they, oh my gosh, you know, but the that's uh I've had oh I think six calls in the last year as a business owner of the mad mothers. now they messed the speed limit up. they want me as a business owner to sponsor their campaign and pay their people to call people like me. <laughs> I said, well, see, I have a real problem with that because, first of all, I think that's an infraction. You're right. Oh no! And they tell me the spiel. I finally just gave up and I said, you know what? I'm a member of DAM. <laughs> they go DAM. I said, yeah, DAM has a real conflict of interest with MAD.
0: And what does well, DAM stand for?
10: What does DAM stand for? Good, that's what they say. I said that stands for Drunks Against Mad Mothers. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, they don't like I think that after that much. three times they'd figure that out. That I, you know, take me off your hot list. But that's, uh, you know, it never has. They keep calling. So they had been able to influence the whole state of Montana without, without that many people, which should lead us to the libertarian view of if mad mothers, or just can't be that many mad mothers out there, well, if- influence in the whole country to change their speed limits, to change their drink-graving laws, so on and so forth. They, they you know, if they can do it, we should be able to do something constructive well, it's a, it's a in the point, way of Lee, liberty. But,
0: but it's a lot easier to influence the government to be more controlling than it is to influence them to be less controlling. It sure seems that way.
10: That was my next point. The valid point is uh, they got got it figured out, and you just put your finger on it, and that's the point we need to concentrate on. The other one, the thing I want to touch on real quickly is my uh, son was one of them skateboard hooligans, the yeah. youngest boy. And, uh Came home one night about 10, and he still doesn't drink to this day, but his uh, buddies did. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, and, you know, they were a year or two older, some of them drove. I said, hey, he ain't driving with Mason. He about three sheets to the wind. One time we took a – my wife drove Mason's car. I drove him home. We parked his car in the driveway and let him stumble in the house.
0: That was one of your son's friends?
10: One of my son's friends, mm-hmm. and – uh you know, you talk to your parents about it, but you're not driving home. So I came up with a deal. I had a pretty neat 4,000 square foot house with 2,000 square foot of basement as a fun room. Wow. You know, like eight pinball machines, a pool table, and it had that a. Sounds full, like a
0: lot of fun. Mm-hmm.
10: It had a full bar. It had a soda fountain. The guy built it, it was a, a commercial uh, refrigeration guy. So you know, uh, we had soda fountains the whole bit. Wow. You can drink down there, but if you're going to drink you get to stay in one of the spare rooms. Nobody drives.
1: So what are the parents? Keys in
10: my hand, keys in my hand, keys in my hand. As you come in the door, are you drinking or are you drinking pop? And my son, being the non-drinker, he uh, of course, he had his dad as a skeleton to look at. So, (laughs) you know, he he was a non-drinker. He says he kept track of his buddies. No, you ain't going anywhere. My dad's rules. my dad's house. This is it. And I said, you know, it's a lot better at 19 or 20. Or even, you know, there's 16-year-old kids, and I kind of told them they had to go. But anyway, um, you know, his 19, 20-year-old buddies that it were his age, uh, yeah, you can drink here, you're just not driving anywhere because you're better off than we were as kids driving around the roads and the yeah. back
0: roads. I think it's an awesome idea, Lee. Now, Mark, you had a question. What, what, what about the parents of these kids? Do you get? Um... Oh, well, small town. Coincidentally, I. It pretty
10: much chatted with all the parents ahead of time,
0: mm-hmm. so everybody was on board with this. It wasn't like you were on oh, yeah. their backs.
10: No, 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 no. It was. It was. They knew that. I shouldn't use the word sanctuary, but you know, it's a safe it was, place.
0: Uh, it's a, it safe a safe place. place. I mean, right. If you don't offer that, then they wait until somebody's parents go out of town. They throw yeah. a party. and Destroy the, cops, the house. The co- they destroy the house. The cops come in, and they uh, oh, you yeah. know, arrest everybody. And so you've given them a safe option to do what they're going to do anyway. And I think it's a brilliant idea, Lee. And thank you for and the you call. And you got some always.
10: serious minors there. That's always the
0: problem. Thank you for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I absolutely think that's totally a great idea. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, it really takes reality into account as a parent. Just get a clue. Your kids, odds are good they're going to drink. They're a-drinking. Yep. You can be sure of it. So you either provide them with a safe method to do it, or you leave it up to them to figure out how to get away with it. Right, and they're not going to be as good at it as you are, just so you know. 1-800-259-9231. This country... Definitely needs to reduce the drinking age, if not eliminate it entirely. I think that would be the best option uh, because then parents and families would really have the freedom to educate the way they want to. I know that
1: sounds radical to some people out there. Eliminate the drinking age, but it's really not. Think about all the places in the world that don't have a drinking age at all. Ireland, you can go if you're if you've got what it takes to walk up to the bar and order a beer, you can do so. Now it's up to the bartender to decide whether or not he wants to serve you, but Hmm. there isn't any rule in Europe. They they give wine to their kids at dinner time. They teach them how to consume alcohol. Yep, and. You know, the, the the incidents that go on with alcohol, all the terrible things that happen to kids, that's so. because it's because of our laws, the way that we structure this, right. the stupid temperance movement that's still lasting and lasting.
0: It's amazing. And, and it really, all you have to do is look at prohibition and how it works. It doesn't. It always results in the opposite of its intentions, whether you're having a war on drugs or a war on alcohol or a war on teenage drinking. It usually in all every single time, every case historically has resulted in more of the behavior you're looking to stop. So if you want kids to stop drinking or to cut back or drink more responsibly, you should make it legal for them. Same thing with sex. Sex. You talk about Europe, Mark. They've got a more open sexual attitude over there uh, than we do here in America. Yep. Here in America, uh, kids are taught by government schools to not have sex. No. Sex. Just no just sex. say no to sex until you're married. And what do we have as a result? The highest teen pregnancy rate in, in all of the developed countries of the world. Europe's not not even close. So even though Europe is more sexually open and they talk about sex and it's more of a uh, sex-friendly culture, despite all of that, there's less teen pregnancies there. Why do you think that is?
1: And absolutely, parents should, have to, uh, should be talking. You know, it, it brings the topic up, um, you know, having it on the, uh, the television and that kind of th- uh, thing. The parents have an opportunity to talk to their kids about it, and it's an important thing to talk to your kids about. It's not now, taboo I, there. I said that 90, maybe 90% of Americans drink in a given year. I'll bet you it's even higher, have sex. Your kid's uh, going to yeah. have sex. Your little girl, sweet little girl, she's going to do it. You need to talk to her about it.
0: 1 800 259 9231. Because if you leave it in the hands of the government schools, you're going to get right. disappointment.
1: Don't leave it in the hands of some pimply faced teenage boy to talk to your little
0: girl about sex. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, 1-800- he's got evil intent on his mind. 259 9231. You can bring up anything. Chris and Kalispell, your calls as well about anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you bring up anything, the toll free number for you, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 259 Sickles CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. It's 1 eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. Prove they listen to the show. Head over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com and see what it's all about. That's Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. Chris dropped off the line, so we go uh, back here into the show prep. And we talk about uh, we were talking about schools earlier, so we'll continue discussing government schools and how they just keep getting more and more onerous and how they violate people's rights, specifically the students. Safford Middle School, this according to the Eastern Arizona Courier. Safford Middle School officials... Did not violate the rights of a 13-year-old Safford girl when they forced her to disrobe and expose her breasts and her pubic area about four years ago while what? looking for a drug, according to the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Now teachers can strip your your kid. Well, I'm sure administrators can strip the kid, but in this well, case, the, well, school how bureaucrats. It's not, how
1: come not teachers? I don't know. Why wouldn't? Why are administrators more qualified than a teacher to strip your
0: kid? Maybe teachers can do it. All I'm saying is it's now it's apparently okay. Uh, At least according to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, the justices voted two to one in favor of the Safford District School District on uh, September 21st of last year. The decision upheld a federal district district court summary judgment that Safford Middle School vice president, vice principal Carrie Wilson, school nurse Peggy Schwallier and administrative assistant Helen Romero did not violate the girl's Fourth Amendment rights uh, in 2003 when they subjected her to a strip search in an effort to find what drug? Marijuana. Ibuprofen. Ibuprofen? An anti-inflammatory drug sold over the counter and in prescription strengths. That's aspirin, by the way. Well, I mean, it's not aspirin, but it's, it's the equivalent. Similar. It, it's Advil. Okay, acetaminophen's aspirin, right? No. Uh, <laughs> Aspirin's
1: aspirin. Aspirin is aspirin. Acetaminophen is Tylenol. These Ib- are all similar products, Ibuprofen though, right? is, well, they are and they aren't. Uh, I mean, they're pain relievers. Uh, ibuprofen's right. an anti-inflammatory. Uh, uh, aspirin is a blood thinner, so no, they're not the same. All right, shows what
0: I know about drugs. Yeah. Wilson asked Romero and Chualier to conduct the search in uh, their office. The door was locked and Wilson didn't participate in the search. Safford School District has since adopted a policy that states disrobing of a student is overly intrusive for purposes of most student searches and is improper without express concurrence from the school district council.
1: So it's okay. So the school district has uh, you know, come to their senses on this, but apparently the court system has not.
0: Well, again, the school district, is, their policy says it's overly intrusive for most student searches. So that means that there's right. still there's still a chance that they could engage in this practice uh, should they decide that it was necessary. This girl's mother filed a federal lawsuit against the district and middle school officials because they forced her daughter to strip down to her underwear, then remove her bra and panties in such a way... Or move, rather, not remove, but move her bra and panties in such a way that her breast and pubic area were exposed. The mother also asserts that she was not notified of the impending search. Can you believe that? They can strip your kid and they don't have to tell you. Nope. In the opinion written by the judge, based on the information available to them, the defendants had reasonable grounds for suspecting that the search of the girl's person would turn up evidence that she had violated or was violating either the law or the rules of the school. Any chance that she actually did have uh, ibuprofen? (laughs) (laughs) I believe they did not find anything, as a matter of fact. Oh, God. Clifton wrote that Wilson and the others had reasonable grounds for believing the girl had ibuprofen, based on conversations with two other students. But p- ibuprofen, why? It's who cares? against the rules, Mark. You can't have drugs in school. Why is ibuprofen against the rules? It's against what the rules. If your
1: kid has a, uh, it, it, you know, needs has, uh, I don't then know. Then you for have some to reason. ask
0: permission. Then you have to go to to the mommy school nurse and tell school nursey that your daughter has to take ibuprofen today and get their approval before it will be allowed for her to carry it on her person. In fact, in many cases, they require that the school nurse hold on to the ibuprofen and require your kid go and retrieve it at the time it's necessary for them to take it. It's nuts. It's nuts. The other public school is nuts. It's full of a bunch of... Insane people. And they also encourage people to snitch on their friends or snitch on their other students, and that's what happened here. Two other girls in the school said the girl possessed the ibuprofen and had distributed the drug to others. Oh, I wonder if they had
1: any kind of vendetta against her.
0: You don't think, huh? You don't think girls would ever do that to one another, would they? Uh, I, I I think that any kid could do that. Of course they would. People in, uh, in government schools, they click off, they have their little friends, and their friends have their, their enemies, and, uh, you know, if that's all it takes to get one of your enemies' uh, strip searched is to just say, hey, I heard that, that uh, Sandra has some, some drugs she's hiding, and then have another one of your friends say the same thing? And that's reasonable? That's probable cause? That's what the court that's said. That's reasonable? The court said that that was reasonable grounds for suspecting the girl and searching her. Uh, there was one judge who did dissent in that particular case, but two of them voted in favor of it. The superintendent said school officials don't see the appellate court's ruling as giving them the okay to strip search students when they suspect possession. I do. Well, <laughs> it does give them the okay. Uh, so he's trying to, to play politics here and act as though, oh, well, we we thought this was a little over the line. Of course, no one's being disciplined. No one in the school is being punished in any way, shape, or form for uh, for doing this. And so they talk about how the school district policy says school officials have the right to search and seize property, including school property temporarily assigned to students, when there's reason to believe that some material or matter detrimental to health, safety, and welfare of the students exists. Disrobing of a student is overly intrusive for most purposes and is improper without express concurrence from the school district council.
1: You know, and then they have the uh, the California ruling that we just read that says that you basically you have to send your kid to, uh, to, government, uh, to government school, to government school, or a government-approved school, and then they say the government school the government administrators have the right to strip your kid do you
0: understand that that means the government can strip your kid what happens when one of the government people is a perv and decides that uh, he wants to single out a few students to have a look-see at what they might be possessing in their person
1: i don't know about this this particular instance it doesn't seem like something like that uh, could necessarily happen you probably three, not there three were three administ- people
0: there but still just saying what happens then Anyway, so uh, they, then they go for the rest of the, the school policy. But in addition to that story, I also have a letter the girl herself wrote to the newspaper. Hmm. So here's her story from her perspective. And this, by the way, happened back in 2003. The court decision came down last year, late last year. So she's now 17 when she, when she was writing this. Okay. 13 when the violation happened, 17 when she wrote this. To the editor, I am the girl whose story you published as court rules, strip search, not violation of rights. Let me first of all say I'm not angry the article was published. I am, however, offended by the way the article makes it seem as though I were some kind of troublemaker. When I was in middle school, I was a very shy and awkward kid, but I almost always made the honor roll and never have been in detention. I'm not going to go into detail about what was said and done leading up to my traumatic experience, because that would only complicate what I'm trying to accomplish with this letter. First, I can understand how the school would want to keep the students safe by keeping drugs out, but to me, just because two students say it doesn't mean it's true. That does not count as reasonable grounds for a strip search, in my mind. Second, even if a school has a re- real reasonable grounds and thought it best to search the student's person, then it should at least call in the mother or the police to do it. I don't think the police are, are necessarily a better option. Uh, I think the
1: police are a better option than the school administrators, sure.
0: Either way, you could be dealing with pervs. But nonetheless, the school did not give me that luxury. Instead, the vice principal instructed me to follow the nurse and secretary into the nurse's office. Once there, the nurse and secretary had me undress in front of them. While I was staring at the floor, embarrassed and ashamed, they were searching every seam, every crease, and even a hole in my shoe. Continue her story here in moments. Take your calls as well. 800-259-9231. Yeah, government schools. We really need them around, don't we? This is great. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll free, 800 259 9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features include the bulletin board system where you can get interactive with over 2,000 of our listeners, over 325,000 posts for you to surf around through. All totally free for you, bbs.freetalklive.com. We're reading a a letter to the editor from a 17-year-old girl who, at the time she was violated by uh, school bureaucrats, was 13. They called her into the nurse's office because two of the students at the school, had said she was hiding ibuprofen. And so they called this little girl in, and they forced her to strip down. And the Supreme Court backed him up. It's it's hard for me to imagine. the, uh, The court, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, not the Supreme Court, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals backed him up, and they said that this was okay for them to strip this girl down to where the school officials were able to see her in all her nakedness and search every nook and cranny in her clothing for these drugs that were simply alleged. It was just simply an allegation that she had drugs. Ibuprofen! Let me continue her story. This is from her perspective. She says, once there, the nurse and secretary had me undress in front of them. While I was staring at the floor, embarrassed and ashamed, they were searching every seam, every crease, even a hole in my shoe. You already published the most humiliating part, so for my own sake, I won't repeat that. After I was allowed to put my clothes back on, I was made to sit in a chair in the office for more than two hours. I kept asking them when I could call my mom, or even just get out of there, so I wouldn't have to look at either of those two women in the eyes. Nobody would tell me anything. That day I had an essay due, so when they finally let me go, I called my mom to let her know I'd be a little late, so she would have to pick me up from school because I couldn't make the bus. I wanted badly to tell her what had just happened, but I looked up to find the secretary looking at me as if daring me to say something. She sounds like a rape victim. Shameful, I said nothing. When my mom... Well, she was violated, Mark. Yeah, she sounds like one. That's what I'm saying. When my mom pulled up to get me, I was still in the library, so she learned from one of my friends what had happened. Some people have asked me, why did you let them do that to you? And it has been eating at me for years. I was in counseling for a while, but it didn't help. I kept blaming myself. If only I had refused, what would have happened? I didn't know I could refuse. I thought they were allowed to do it. I was only 13 and I'd never been in trouble for Apparently anything Apparently they are allowed to do it. Well, and, and that's it figures that a young person would think that. They've been t- taught all their lives that these are the authorities and you must do as they say.
1: Somebody wrote uh, wrote in here an email during the the break and said that they every year they got stripped uh, by the you know apparently the school nurse to do physicals. Wow, never
0: happened to me in the school. I think didn't have to, to Take our shirts off uh, for to do scoliosis, but that was it. Yeah, I remember that they do, they would lift the shirt up on the on the backside in that case. Uh, anyway, she says I thought they were allowed to do it. Never been in trouble for anything before, and I thought that if I refused, they would think I did have drugs and I would be in even worse trouble. So let me just end by asking one question. How would you feel? How would you feel if you were one day called into the office of your school or workplace, put into a room with two people you see every weekday and told to remove your clothes and show your body to them? Or even as a parent, how would you feel if you showed up one day to pick up your daughter or son who'd never been in any kind of trouble from school, and one of his friends told you that your child was instructed to expose himself or herself to the school officials because two other students claimed your child had brought ibuprofen to school? That's
1: the craziest
0: part of this. You know, in it's
1: it, confidential informants are bad enough out there on the streets, but in high school, that's such a cesspool of uh, you know bickering and uh, pettiness that they would take one student's word over another student. They get a couple of students together, and oh, that's good enough.
0: Mm-hmm. She says, these people may not have physically harmed me, but I feel violated and hurt just the same, and I don't believe they should have the right to walk around unaffected knowing they got away with it.
1: What if they had claimed that she, had, um, that this girl had uh, lewdly exposed herself to them in the bathroom? Just based on their word, is, is that good enough to uh, charge her with a felony?
0: Great questions, Mark. 1-800-259-9231, we go to your phone calls, you can bring up anything, just just so you know what's going on in the government schools these days, all of this, strip searching your kids, according to the courts, it's A-OK. should ask yourself, why are your kids still in government school, with all the things you've learned if you've been listening to this show, and the other stories you might have heard outside of this show? Why? Are you just waiting for something awful to happen to your kids, hoping that it won't? Let's go to the phones. Talk to number 10 in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, number 10.
2: Good evening, gentlemen. I understand that Mark is hiding some ibuprofen under his shirt. (laughs) Yes, I am. am. (laughs) Hey, uh, real quick, while we're on the subject of government and uh, uh, younger people, there was a uh, law that you mentioned they were in the process of pushing through, and I know there's no way we can possibly know if it happened, but it uh, was uh, aiming to forbid 3D renders of uh, like teenage and and younger people.
0: I don't it, I don't know if that was a law as much as it was they were just looking to redefine it. Maybe they would have to pass a law to do that, but uh as I understood it that was a federal thing and they were definitely moving in that direction and I, I'm I'm with you. I I've not heard an update on that situation, but it wouldn't okay, surprise I don't me think if we would to
2: find anything out even if it did, but I figure you're better connected than I. Um uh, the thing I wanted to check in with you gentlemen about uh as, you, as we know, we've heard the uh, incident where uh, John McCain isn't technically eligible to become president because he's Panamanian, but um I know there's a bit of argument back and forth as to there being no constitutional precedent to really say you know one way or another, since all of our presidents so far have been made you know american born
0: right. Some say that because it was an American military installation uh that therefore he is qualified and others say he is not.
2: My point here, and and I love your uh, ideas on this, since he was born on an American military base, uh, first off, according to the Constitution, how long are we supposed to have a standing military?
0: No more than two years.
2: All right. And how many bases in foreign countries are we allowed during that time?
1: Uh, Well, the Constitution isn't specific on that, but uh, if if you want my opinion,
0: none. Presumably none.
2: Okay. And what I was basically just trying to put down the line of, there's no way the filing fathers could have possibly intended that this particular set of circumstances to arise because there's no provision in the Constitution whatsoever for it to even be a possibility.
0: But what you might, you might find, though, is that the military probably re-ups its two-year thing, so it, it's supposed to undo itself after two years, but they probably keep re it for another two years I think he makes a years. valid
1: point, there. There's no way the fan- Founding Fathers ever imagined that we would have six, or, excuse me, 700 military bases in foreign countries. Yes, but I doubt you'll persuade the Supreme Court of that.
2: Well, the, the Supreme Court not. sucks. I'm The Constitution is just a godly piece of paper, after all. Yeah, but uh,
0: thanks for your insight, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Great call, number ten. Thank you. Now, well, what about a, a scenario where you
1: have, uh, for instance, I went to a I went to a Christian school, as you know, with a uh, uh, young guy named Steve who was in my class, and he was the uh, child of two missionaries. And I believe he was born somewhere in Africa. Okay. I, I believe it began with a Z. Zimbabwe. Uh, well, there's several. Zambia. <laughs> right, one of those. Okay. okay. Well, you've, you've narrowed the, you've narrowed the scope now, <laughs> Ian. Good job. Um, I don't know, and and I couldn't tell you for sure. All right. Anyway, now he's a. he's a, The terminology is natural born citizen. Now he's naturally born a citizen of the United States. He is born a citizen. He wasn't born on American turf and he wasn't born um, in a military base, which some people could say, well, that is in fact a piece of American soil. You know, so I don't know. Uh, they told him in school, you're not allowed to be president. Mm. <laughs> but. I'm not sure that that's even the case in that scenario. The thing is the founding fathers weren't very specific um when it came to this, uh, you know, particular arena and uh, you know, if if our presidents hadn't become haven't become such tyrants, such czars in their own uh in their own time able to do whatever, wield all kinds of unconstitutional power, it wouldn't really matter. You know, if you're talking about a president uh, on the scale of Zachary Taylor,
0: who cares? But now they're kings. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I I'd love to see him get disqualified as a result of that. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I don't know what the process well, is. why there. would you want to see him disqualified, Ian? McCain? Yeah. So Ron Paul would be the nominee? Oh, I see. Wouldn't you like that? Yes. Okay. Then. I would.
1: But but you see, I was uh, I was I was thinking that I had you cornered there that you were perhaps preferring the uh the Democrat candidate for some reason. Are you reason. kidding
0: me? No way. I'd vote for any of those cats. Ron Paul is a libertarian candidate, and that's it. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, even in these remaining moments, just enough time for your call. John in New York, also, someone on the Ampline will talk to you about whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. Toll free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And, Mark. and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in you getting a great deal on the products you're looking for in over 41 categories to choose from, including used items. So not only will it result on you getting what you want, but it will also... Result in Free Talk Live getting a percentage of the sale. Same great prices, it's just that when you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com, Amazon sends us a percentage for sending them the sale. We get a little spiff. Yeah, so enter through that link, Amazon.freetalklive.com, as we continue with your phone calls. Let's talk to John in New York. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
3: Hey, guys. really enjoy your show. Um,
0: What's on your mind, I got today?
3: home from work today, and uh, my roommate, he, uh, he pulled up this video for me on YouTube, and it was... Uh, It was was probably about a 25-second video from MTV, of all places. Mm -hmm. And what it did was it showed this scenario of, you know, a family in their house, a suburban family, and they're sitting down eating eating dinner, and the father's, you know, doing something, and they're all having a pleasant time. And then all of a sudden, bang, 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 you get a knock on the door, and all these cops come in and start putting the family members out. And then they start throwing them in the back of this pickup truck or a big flatbed truck. And then all of a sudden it flashes to a photo from uh Nazi Germany. They were throwing all these dissidents well, you know, all the Jews into the and, and dissidents into the back of these trucks. Right. And um and it said the Holocaust happened to people just like us. And then yeah. it said M T V think. And wow. I saw that and I said, Whoa, this is on M T V?
0: That's unusual. MTV is normally very pro statist, pro government. Yes,
3: exactly. So and, and then I went to back on YouTube to look for it, and it was taken down. It was only really? up for about 24 hours.
1: I saw
0: so it I today too. To see if
3: any of your any of your listeners have
0: seen it or if you, you were watching MTV it. today, Mark? No, I saw it on YouTube. Oh, I see. Oh, somebody so saw, you it. saw it too. Okay. Yeah oh, yeah. oh, you saw it on YouTube, and they pulled it off of YouTube. Yes. Huh, there
1: could be a copyright issue, but, um, you know, think about it. It, 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 it speaks differently to different people, and it could very well just be, um, what is the Anti-Defamation League, is that the uh, the name of the, uh, the Jewish organization? It could be yeah, just, the ADL, yeah. Yeah, they, they could be just putting out a video like that to say, watch out, the, uh, the Holocaust could happen to us again, and when it really comes to the Anti-Defamation League, they could really give a damn about the rest of us, it's just about Jews, um, to right. them, and it's like, watch out. They could come after the Jews again. But this was an MTV promo. It was, it was something like right? that. I mean, well, Ian, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, it if was. A promo it was this campaign for like
3: the Think campaign, which is to get people, you know, to break the apathy among
0: the the young. Right, because he said the the logo, the MTV logo was it included. Was, it was there,
1: but but yep. you know, how are Ian? How do you and I know how the interworkings of MTV go? You don't think the any definition? It, it was means?
3: just interesting paradox to see MTV putting that out, and and yeah. I'm saying, is it, is it this obvious now, or, and if it is, what does that mean? What, what's the reaction to that action? Because you know you know Newton's second law. <laughs>
0: Uh no I don't so, I don't remember. No, Every action
3: has an equal and opposite reaction.
0: Ah yeah yeah. Oh so, okay. yeah, we
3: were I saw that and I said, "Huh. How how are people going to respond to this and and what do uh, people in this the patriot, quote unquote, patriot movement think of this?"
0: Yeah, well, it's an excellent but, question. Uh, I wonder how the, you know, the MTV viewers responded. I mean, how what yeah. percentage of the viewers saw that and said, "Oh, come on. That can't happen here. This is America." you know that's right.
1: that's what people think they they think that there's no way that it could happen here that our country is good and just and fair and our bureaucrats would never hurt anyone and i'm i don't think that the, i don't think you're going to see anything uh, you know something like the holocaust happen here to to jews no but it'll be question, drug
0: dealers and immigrants it, it, and terrorists it, right
1: likely to be uh, you know uh, people of uh, arab descent dissenters. Sure. Uh, likely to be uh, illegal
0: immigrants you know those War kind of people or protesters dissenters People talking about freedom sure. and liberty.
3: Oh, and, and one more thing. Yeah. Um, as far as this vaccination campaign going across the country, I work for the New York State Assembly, and mm-hmm. um, I was watching a piece of legislator that, that's going uh, through pretty soon. And uh, we received a, a lot of letters for one of our representatives in the district in New York City uh, regarding vaccines and, and regarding all the facts we already know about them, you know, autism and, and how it's how they're forcing them and using color of law, and so I forced that one on through to the the representative's desk because most of them, you know, they just get blanket responses and the interns write responses. And it, so knowing, I had to see what it looked like on the inside. And now seeing that this legislator piece of legislation is coming through and people are really reacting, so there is there is an outcry going on.
0: So you said you worked for the state assembly. Yes. What is that?
3: That is where um, all the districts in New York, you have different representatives. Um, so, for for example, um, the, the district uh, I, I'm in is, in is in one of the five boroughs in New York. I'm not going to name it specifically. because sure. We'll tell who the representative I work for. It. But, um, yeah, so they do, uh, so they're state representatives.
0: So you're one of and, the, like, um, the office staff, basically? The legislative for, building. You're, yep. You're one of the office, you're one of those guys that sends out the form letters. Yes. <laughs> what yeah. do you have any other behind the scenes stories you can tell us uh, some revealing Well, I'll tell you.
3: You know, I've only been doing it for a year now and I figured the best way to get to know your enemy is to get on the inside.
5: Yeah, sure. And
3: and I was really hoping that some of my assumptions would be broken, but they were only val- uh, you know,
0: Reinforced. validated
3: by the bureaucracy that's there.
0: So what were some of those assumptions?
3: Um that they never read any of the legislature that comes through. They they vote on on uh, you know collective opinion, and so they'll see what the other representatives are doing and and the other Democrats, and they really adhere to that dichotomous um, polarity. You know they they play into that. So it, it's it's just a it's it's like George Carlin's little spoof. You know, it is a facade.
0: <laughs> what kind of money do you make at this?
3: Oh, uh, not much right now. I I just came from an intern to just out of college to to work in there. So
0: had had you always much. found an interest in this?
3: No, you know, I was actually a pilot before for the past six years. Wow. So, um, I, uh, it wasn't until I started waking up to what was going on around me that I said, what am I doing? I need to do something to, to try to, to change this. And so I do a lot of protesting and, you know, we have our 911 truth group here. And, uh,
0: so if they Albany, found out that you were a protester, what would they think?
3: They don't know that.
0: <laughs> right. So if they found out, yeah. what would they think?
3: Um, I don't really care. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't think they, I don't think I think we're not supposed to have a public opinion, but you know,
1: it's it's. It's so unfair and weird, and, and you know that that they would expect a person who works there not to have an opinion. I mean, I don't. You, you, Unless but it you,
3: adheres
0: to theirs.
1: Right, yeah. and, but but you've got to expect that opinions uh, that people have affect their work. You know, the, it's really the problem is that we have so many damn government jobs.
0: Yeah. So, so this was more of an experimental kind of a job. Are you planning on continuing oh, yeah. with it? Yeah, this
3: is. This is just because I never finished college, and I decided to finish, and and I had this opportunity, and I said, you know what? Why not? So I I stuck with it, but I'm going to finish it out this year and then probably move on, probably go back into flying or start bunkering down,
0: actually. (laughs) Right on, man. Oh. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing yeah. from you, dude, and thank you for the Keep story. Keep up the good work. Yes, sir. Let us know if anything else happens on the inside there. Belly the Beast in New York, uh, working for one of the representatives there. 800-259-9231. We go to Mac in Georgia. Mac, another man on the inside of the system. Hello there.
8: How's it going, guys?
0: Hey, you're on the amp line. What's on your mind tonight?
8: I um, was following the mom, Paul. Actually, I'm following all the nominations for the um, presidency, and especially the Republicans. Um, I'm trying to remember what I was about to say. Oh. They were saying that it was over. And I'm like, wait a minute. Ron Paul says he's still running. I'm
1: like, huh?
0: Oh, yeah. All it's, over it's, the media, they're him. saying that McCain has, uh, has clinched the nomination. Yeah,
1: it's a foregone conclusion. They don't even mention his name.
0: Right.
8: Yeah, they count, they count Ron Paul off, but he's dead. I'm like... Well, yeah, I, gotta, I, gotta so I don't know a handle. lot
0: about the process, Mac, but from what I understand there is this delegate thing that they have to get a bunch of delegates, and so McCain is going to have a whole bunch of delegates come the convention. Ron Paul's been getting delegates uh, sneakily too. But he's still in the, yeah. I mean he's still in the running, and if something drastic happens to John McCain, then uh, I guess theoretically Romney could come back in because he only suspended his campaign. But but Ron Paul, as far as I'm concerned, is still a contender. He's still got money in the bank, and I I don't know what their strategy is. I don't know what their plan is. But you can better believe we're paying close attention.
8: Yeah, I'm not, I don't know about you, but I'm not too open to a hundred years in the <laughs> race.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. It's an awful idea. Of course, McCain doesn't have a chance of winning uh, should he get the nomination. Uh, but that you know, nonetheless. Hey, Either one more way. thing.
8: Yeah. Hey, thanks for mentioning me on the um, podcast. Now, I'm going to be a, um, a guest speaker. <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. What? I mentioned you on the podcast? Yeah. I'm confused.
8: Yeah, I was looking for the, the for the podcast last night. See? Military Mac. I'm
0: oh, right. On the description. <laughs> yes, I mentioned you in the uh, in the description. Military Mac. Exactly. Hey, dude, thanks for the call tonight. We right, always it appreciate it. These. 800-259-9231. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will return tomorrow night. You can join us then. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.